We thank you and praise you. I thank you for giving me an opportunity to stand before my sisters and my brothers in the name of Jesus. I give you glory, honor, and praise, O oh God, that as you anoint me afresh this evening, breathe upon this word. As I decrease, I ask that you would increase in me. I ask that you would anoint the ears on the hearts of every person that's going to hear this word today. And maybe those that's going to hear it another day. I ask that this word is going to bless them. It's going to chastise them. It's going to help them to cause them to take an inventory of themselves, God. Because it's like I said, we got to judge ourselves before that day comes. And so today we just want to say thank you. We praise you in advance for what you've already done so far in the service. We praise you for what you are going to do. And oh God, for what you're doing right now. Holy Spirit, I say have your way yes. in my life. I surrender completely to you. Let it just be my lips, but your voice that is speaking today. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. And if you're ready for the word, give the Lord some praise right now. Yes. Ah, about this particular compromise. 
compromising church. The church is in such compromise right now. Come on. Oh my God, my God, my God. The church is in such compromise and Jesus is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. You hold onto my doctrine except you water it down to please the people. Somewhere he said, 
he went to um, somewhere down south to preach. And they didn't know he was black. They didn't know he was black. I don't know if you can miss that, but you know, but anyway. And he said he went to the church and he said, he told them I came to preach. And they go, he said, the deacon came on and he said, I think you made a mistake. So he goes and he calls the, the somebody else and they said, well, no, we don't remember. We, I think we hired you. So then they go and they call the pastor. And when the pastor comes and he looks at him, he said, are you sure you're at the right place? So he said, yeah, I have an email that said, well, no, this was before email, sorry. He said, I have a, a message that letter that said, if you want me to come and preach you. <laughs> the pastor got so red in his face, he said. Oh, so for Christ, they wouldn't let him in. So for Christ said, he went down the street and he leaned against something and he began to cry. And he said, he heard the Holy Spirit say, what are you crying for? I've been trying to get in there forever and they won't let me in either, so don't worry about it. He said, they won't let me in either, so don't worry about it. But I'm saying that people will say what they can call you and, and, and when you preach, if you don't preach what they want you to preach, you don't get another chance. But guess what? I don't need a chance. I'm sorry. Uh, the woman asked me just the other day, she was doing an interview with me, and she said, well, what is your challenge with male preachers? I said, I don't have any, because they didn't call me. According to Jeremiah 1 and 5, what he said, before I called you, the woman knew you, I ordained you to be a prophet, and prophets preach. I don't need you to call me to preach, because you're not going to like what I have to say, because I'm going to stick to the book. I'm going to stick with the book. And if you don't preach what they want you to say, and so Jesus is telling John to tell the church at Pergamos, look, I've got a few things against you. If you don't repent. You see, Pergamos had three temples dedicated to the emperor worship. It is important to remember that the person who can listen to this, a person can be religious and still don't know there's a lot of religious people out here, but they do not know God. Some of them know the word backward forward, they can quote the scripture, but they do they know the letter of the word, but they don't know the person of the word. We gotta know the person of the word. What is saying? The beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. You've got to know the person of the word. When you get to know the person of the word, you're going to walk straight. You're not going to walk crooked. When you get to know the person of the word, you're not going to have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. When you get to know the person of the word, I understand what he's done for you at Calvary. How he laid up his life without nobody taking it. How he allowed him to put nails in his hands and feet and brought the cord on his head. You will then appreciate him and you're going to walk worthy of his that's what happened. The people of Pergamos, they were religious, but they didn't know Jesus Christ. They said they had faith, but they still didn't know the person who brought the faith. So we got to understand, Pergamos was mostly known as a center for the worship of Aspicus, the God of healing and knowledge. Aspicus was represented, listen to this, by a serpent, and we know who the serpent represents. Yep. We know that. And the temple of Asmus so house the greatest and most prominent 
medical school of the day. Let me tell you something, people of God. One of the reasons why we are in this situation that we are in today is because they're putting science over this. Instead of accepting what God says, they're putting science ahead of the word of God. And unfortunately, science is just catching up with the word of God. It's just catching up. So today, I just want to mention that if we do not understand that the church is compromising, the church is compromising to the point where the church, I said I wasn't going to go here tonight, but I have to go here. That's all right. You see, people of God, the FBI, the faith-based initiative, will tell you to go to the doctor and take a shot. I have nothing to tell you. I will tell you, listen to what the Spirit of God says. If the Spirit of God says go get it, then go get it. If the Spirit of God says don't do it, don't do it. It's you. That's your body. We have ten other living God. We got to take care of this body. Amen. 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 You know what? I don't know what anybody is. I don't want anything in me that's going to kill my DNA that I was created with. But again, I will still respect whoever goes and get it. That's their business. That's right. I'm not knocking you. But the faith-based initiative, because they have taken money from the government, they're leading the congregation to do this thing. And so, may God have mercy upon us. You see, most of the Western churches, because of the compromise, they will never tell you about sin. They will never tell you about hell. They will never tell you that there's a real place called hell. They will never tell you that you cannot allow, you cannot see the young people in the church over here having sex with each other and look the other way. That is wrong. I'm going to call you in my office and say, you can't do that. That is wrong. You know, I always say this, and it's the truth. The Jehovah Witnesses, they don't really know Jesus Christ. Because they don't accept him before, so they don't know him. But they, they stick to this word, do you hear me? If you are doing things that is against the word of God, the way they believe, they will excommunicate you. They will put you out. But we are in such a compromising place where we are so concerned. Hear me, people of God. We got to buy snakeskin shoes for $1,200. We got to buy a bigger car. And we gotta have a house with 36 bathrooms and 40 bedrooms. Hey, so we are scared to tell you the truth to save your soul from burning in the lake of fire. So we're not going to tell you what this Bible says. Like I said, it is an offense to God. We should not be afraid to share with people the truth of the word of God. And this is the reason why the enemy has taken a foothold in the church. Like I said, the church is in compromise. And until the church comes out of that place, we will not be able to help the world. We look just like the world. Yeah, but you know God has a remnant in every group. Yes, he does. He got a remnant in every group. I remember this when I was a young 
uh, woman and I used to go to the Catholic Church and I'll never forget this day, there was an African woman in the choir and I had never heard tongues before. And she, right after the service, uh, right after worship, she broke out in tongues. And I mean, she got to praying in the Holy Ghost and this particular lady, she said to me, she said, what's wrong with her? We don't do that here. Is she crazy? We don't do that here. But it wasn't exposed in the Catholic Church. They never taught you about the Holy Spirit. So what am I saying? God will always have a little light in every corner. And if you can see that light, you will be able to find your way. And that's why the Bible says about iron sharpens iron. So we cannot say, we really don't have any excuse today. We don't have an excuse. I'm talking about us that is not standing on a compromising place. I, I, I was listening to you. You were saying how you were so serious about making sure that you pray at a certain hour. You see, what people do not understand is that we, as the children of God, we that are in the army of the Lord, we that are soldiers of Christ, we got to pray at a certain time before the sun comes up because we got to slay some giants. We got to strike up the enemy when he's coming up But most people are snoozing. They snoozing at 2 and 3 and 4 in the morning. Gotta pray before the sun comes up. Yeah. Now I'm not saying if you have a job that that's that's your no. This God is not crazy. He's not asking you to do that. But if you have the opportunity to do that, then that's what we're supposed to do. We can we go back to sleep anytime we want to do our day. Amen. So, but today, my message today is that we gotta remember compromise is how Balaam talked. Balaam that he could defeat the Israelites. The church should never compromise with the world. The church should never compromise with the world. We do not need to let the world come in and dictate to us. Because I want you, honey. Uh-uh. We don't all die and leave all of it here. We can't take nothing. So the church upheld the name of Christ and faith in Christ, but compromise is commitment to Christ. In other words, I'm going to tell you how much I love Jesus, but when nobody is looking, my integrity is shot. Shot. And this is what God is saying. No. Our lifestyle must match up with what we are saying. We've got to live a lifestyle of holiness. We've got to step set apart. You see, the Bible says in Revelation 2 and 12, let me read that again. And to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. We know the two-edged sword is the word of God. Amen. Most of us don't want to read the Bible. Right. We're too slothful. We're too lazy. No, we've got to get into this book. In order for you to get to know somebody, you've got to talk to them right. consistently. Right. You've got to be around them as much as you can. But if you have a conversation with them, you will have an opportunity to get to know their likes and their dislikes. And that's why we need to stay in this word. And but most people don't have time for the two-way sword. Uh, as I said, it's, it, it, when, when I look at this, it also talks about Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It says, the word of God is powerful and it is sharper than any two-way sword. It pierces even the sun to the joints and the 
marrow and the soul and the spirit and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart so when you wake up this morning and you got into that word and you had a nasty and you may have a bad dream or you may have a bad day but the time you finish reading this word guess what when you finish reading the word the word will clean you up it's going to bring peace to you it's going to bring deliverance to you it's going to bring you to a place where you can understand that God is with you so when I look at this, like I said, I have a lot of scriptures here. Second uh, 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 Timothy 3 and 16 talk about uh, the word. Psalm 119 and 105, Isaiah 40 and 8, Psalm 18 and 13, and Psalm 33 and 4. This description of Christ speaks of his righteousness and judgment. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know what you guys are seeing, what you see in front of you each day, but I do know this. We have to be ready. Yes, We've got to be ready at all times. If anybody would have said little Melvin would have died before me, he's younger than me, I would have never believed it. But we don't know what day we're going to be out of here. We don't know what day God is going to say our number is up. It's time. Whether you go to hell or heaven, it's up to you. But the thing is that we got to be ready for when that day comes. For when our last day come. And until we get to that place where we understand that Satan is deceptive, he is decisive, he is full of trickery. He wants to bring the pagan religion in. Right now, I was talking to somebody and I was telling them what they were doing in New York last year, not last year, but the year before and the year before, 18 and 19. They were taking our children and taking them to the, the mosque teach them how to pray to Allah. Yes. Without the parents' consent. That's where we got to keep up and know what's going on in our children's life. We got to keep up with what's going on in the school system. Because we don't need pagan religion. We need the one true God. That's right. So, what am I saying? Pergamos had a huge throne like an altar. It was dedicated to the Roman gods. And it says, Jesus said in his book, he said, this was where Satan's throne is. We know he can't be everywhere at the same time. But he builds up on the moment. I just want to make sure I leave you with this. The moment you open the door to Satan, he will not just come in and take an inch. He will come in and come in and dictate to you. He will come in and try to take over your life. Yeah. And we have to make sure yeah. that we don't just use a lip, lip, lip service. And sometimes I think we forget that before God we're transparent. He right. sees. You can say anything with your lip, but your motive must be right. Your motive. And so he says to the church of Pergamos, he said, wait a minute. You got to repent. So today, until America repents, until America repents, and why am I saying that, people of God? If you notice, those of you that have Facebook, I'm sure you've heard people tell you about it. All around the world, last year, people were on their knees Amen. in the street, God. crying out to God. Well, guess what? We haven't done that yet. Right. We in this country.
but I'm saying you in other words we have we're like the people in Pergamos we're rich we have everything we don't need God we don't need God and that's the reason why like I said you guys are going to be around and regardless of what happened it will not touch you yea do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil his rod and his staff will comfort you. Psalm 91 says the same thing. He said, hey, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, abide, abide in the shadow of the Almighty. When you abide in him and he abides in you, glory be to God. And this is what God is wanting to say to us today. I have a lot more to say, but I don't have the time because we want to make sure that we spend same amount of time and pray for your needs because when you guys come here and pray with us, you know, we can pray by ourselves, but the point is that we need people to come and join it because the Bible said one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. So we need as many people to come and pray so that we can defeat the enemy at his own kingdom. Amen? And so today, I just want to close with this. God says, He's going to give you, you're going to receive the hidden manna. Now, I don't know if you know this, but they cannot find the manna right now. They cannot find this, the, the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant has the, um, the, 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 12, the Ten Commandments. It has the manna. It has Aaron's rod. And nobody can find the Ark of the Covenant. I believe it's in heaven. But he said, I'm going to give you the hidden manna. Glory be to God. And then he's going to give you a name that nobody knows. Hallelujah. Yes, Glory to God. I don't know what you are, I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you guys tonight. Stay the course. Say this word. Keep this word. Like it says in Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. Don't just read it, he wants you to do it. And then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Because some people are having success, but it's not good success. So I just want to close with that. May God bless you, may God keep you. God be glory. Yeah, I receive something. Amen. Hallelujah.